You're listening to Guitars and Granola Bars, episode 32. Thank you so much for joining me here on Guitars and Granola Bars, Music Therapist Talk Motherhood. I'm your host, Rachel Rambach, and this podcast is for music therapists and anyone else balancing a passion-fueled career with being a mom. This podcast is sponsored by Music Teachers Helper, the best way to manage your private music lesson studio and or music therapy practice. I've used Music Teachers Helper every single day since 2011, and it is one of the best tools I have to keep my private practice running smoothly. Music Teachers Helper is online scheduling and billing software, which you can access from your computer, laptop, tablet, and smartphone, and saves you hours every month, enables you to generate reports for taxes, and ensures you never lose track of a payment. Once you add a student, which is super easy, you can choose to automatically send students custom invoices that can be paid by credit card if you make that an option. Automatically email lesson and session reminders, late payment notifications, notes, and so much more. So many amazing features, I can't even list them all here. Every user also receives a free, easy-to-build website template to help market your studio or private practice. Ditch the costly web designer or programmers and have complete control over your website content. With dozens of professional templates available, you'll be sure to find one that best expresses your style. Whether you have 5 or 50 students, Music Teachers Helper works with studios and practices of all sizes. They offer a 30-day no-risk trial where you can test it out to discover how much time you'll be saving. If you use the link in the show notes or go to www.musicteachershelper.com slash podcast, you'll save 20% off your first month if you choose to sign up after the trial. In this episode, I'm chatting with Janet Stevens. Janet is the creator, seamstress, and entrepreneur behind Bear Paw Creek, founded in 2000 to meet the needs of the music therapy profession. The original focus was movement props and bags for organizing and the traveling therapist. It has continued to grow and encompasses a larger market, both stateside and internationally. She lives in southwest Missouri on 60 acres with her husband, eight children, and various animals. Along with running a business and homeschooling her children, Janet enjoys playing games with her kids, fishing, books, and of course, sewing. Thank you so much for being on the podcast with me today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so I want to preface this episode by saying that this is not the typical Guitars and Granola Bars episode because Janet is actually not a music therapist, but I have to say that she is 100% essential to the music therapy community. So Janet is the founder of Bear Paw Creek, which is a company that creates all kinds of movement props and materials for music therapists. So Janet, tell us a little bit about your background and how you came to start Bear Paw Creek and support music therapists the way that you do. Yeah, so actually when I was in high school, I was kind of trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life, build a big, what are you going to do? I loved going into early childhood development, taking some classes like that. 
And then I think it was the beginning of my senior year, I realized, you know, I just really want to be a wife at mom. <laughs> That's really what I wanted to do. So I just kind of decided that I was going to check out other options and crazy how life goes. I ended up going to Alaska. I was going to go work in fish camps and do that kind of thing. And then it ended up being, I got connected with a family friend and she was actually a veterinarian from Wisconsin and she was going up there to switch jobs and I contacted her and she said, well, you can help drive my vehicle and we can share living expenses. And I got connected with her. Um, and long story short, I met my husband up there. We had a little uh, nine month old baby and we just decided that we wanted to raise our family in the lower 48 again. Uh, Alaska is an amazing place, but you're so far away from everything. And so we moved back to Springfield, Missouri. And when we were here, we were trying to figure out a way where I could stay home and still make some money. And I was actually talking to my sister one day and she just kind of said, well, if you could do anything, what, what do you enjoy to do? And so I love kids, of course, and I, I love to sew because I've always loved to sew. And she said, well, <laughs> she was newly, I think she was either still in her internship or had just started her private practice. Um, and she said, I have work you can do. I have lots of ideas and I need these myself. And I know if I need them, other people are going to need them. So what was your initial thought when she, when she brought this idea to you? Yeah, I was really excited about it. We just started talking. And my sister is Kathy Schumacher. She's a board-certified music therapist. And I can't remember for sure. She might have been with her first um, job, but I can't remember. Um, I was really excited about it. She just started saying, well, you know, bean bags, you know how to make bean bags. And she streamers, she just named all kinds of things. So she actually came on the, for a visit, and we just started putting stuff together and figuring out patterns. And she needed a case for her cue cord, so I made her a case for her cue cord. And that's, that's really how it got started. And what was it that prompted you to sort of take things to the next level where you weren't just creating things for Kathy, but really the greater music therapist population? Well, I was just trying to figure out a way to make money. You know, I was trying to figure out a way to make an income. And I just meshed the love of sewing with that. And she had, of course, contact. So I started out music therapist for my first market, just doing, that was back in 2000. So my first website, I paid a friend to do, and it was so funny to look at now. It just comes so way how you can connect with people. I doing it by mailing and phone calling and it it's funny to think about now really um but she actually was at a music therapy regional conference in 2002 and got connected with Kirsten Nelson who was the music therapy therapist at West Music at the time and that's really how I, I got where I was having a consistent business and able to um, bring in the income that we needed so I could stay home with our children. And I also did daycare for a while in my home. How many children did you have at that point? Just one. Okay. <laughs> I had Caleb. Um, we had our only one child at the time. And I was actually, while I was trying to build the business, I started doing daycare in my home. So I had two, two full-time children I watched and then a couple part-time. And it worked out great. But my really long-term goal was just to be able to 
um, have, be able to have the business make enough that I wouldn't have to do the daycare on top of that. And so I started the wholesale business side of it was in 2002. And uh, our daughter was born in 2002. And so she was, after, about when she was, I think, six months old, I totally quit doing the daycare and I was able to just do the sewing end of it. And I can imagine that it was not easy for you to have a, a young son, an infant, and this sewing business. So tell me a little bit about how you managed things and how you made it all work. It actually wasn't so bad back then. It seems crazier now. Now, it was, it, the good thing about Bearpaw Creek was I, it started small. You know, it, it didn't it didn't get really huge and crazy. It just kind of built a little bit. And I added West Music was my first wholesale customer, and then I added a couple other ones. And it was kind of a steady income, and it it worked well because I didn't have to. I worked two three hours a day, and then there'd be days I didn't have to work. So it was very it it really fit in well. It wasn't overwhelming at all. So did you have like a set schedule of like when you were with your kids and when you were sewing and something that was sort of consistent or was it kind of just like you fit it in whenever you were able to? No, it was very consistent. At that time, I pretty much only sewed in the afternoon. So at nap time, I would be doing sewing and then sometimes early in the morning, depending if I had a a, a big order to get out or anything like that. So as your business continued to grow, what were your thoughts as far as your family went? Did you make a conscious decision to continue growing your family as the business grew, or how did that look for you? You know, I always thought we would probably have three children because I come from a family with, I have a big brother and a big sister, and after we had our first two children, we were just talking about things, and you know, we all, this this is our plan here, and this is our plan here, and I guess, honestly, it was the God's leading that just said, you just need to let me plan your family and quit being so worried about it. Um, so I talked to my husband about it, and he kind of smiled at me, and he's like, yep, yeah, I agree, let's do that. So since that time, since our third child was born, we have really let it up to him. And the really funny part is, I think, probably about my 15-year anniversary, I said to my husband, I said, can you believe we have, I think we had six children at the time. And he said, yeah, I always knew we would. Oh, no so. kidding. So this was not a surprise <laughs> I to thought, him. <laughs> no, I said, when were you telling, going to tell me this? Because I don't remember <laughs> that part when we were dating. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So as you had more and more children, did it get increasingly harder or was it just kind of like the more the merrier and it just sort of came naturally and all fell together? Actually, the, the children part is very, it's fascinating. I know you just said your second, you know, the difference between the first and second, you know, there's a difference. Yes. But really after having the third and everyone after that, it just, I, I don't know. I, I can remember when we were just had Caleb and I remember talking to a friend one time saying, I just don't think I have enough love to have another child. <laughs> you know, Kale was just, your, like Parker was, you know, it's just your first child and there's just so much joy and it's just fun, you know? Right. Um, and she had three children, I think, and she said, oh, it just, it multiplies. Don't worry about it. And now I kind of look back at that and laugh because it's true. <laughs> it's just, 
it's so much fun and the big kids with the to see a you know a 13 year old and a six year old with a newborn baby it it's amazing oh i can i can imagine i know that having my son who's only two he just turned two and then having an infant it's remarkable how helpful he is which i never thought that would be the case i thought it would just be you know, more chaos than anything, but you know, he's, he's always willing to help me with throwing away diapers or getting a new outfit. And so it's just been so fun to see him mature in that way and to really be willing to be mommy's little helper. I, that was kind of an unexpected, nice little, um, side effect of having another child. It is a lot of fun and it's neat to see the different relationships and every child is so different and unique. So it's fun to see, you know, how they unfold. Exactly. So as you continued having more children, was there a point in time when you put Bear Paw Creek on the back burner or stopped altogether? Or did you just keep going? I pretty much kept going. Uh, I did always, when I was getting ready to have, um, have a baby, I would always let them know, hey, you know, I'm going to be taking off such and such time and they all the businesses were really really good with working with me and kind of ordering to prep for a couple months but in I guess it was 2004 maybe I um my first contract worker started sewing for me and I have three now and a fourth one that will probably be starting so it's been a real blessing to them because they get to work from home and make some extra income as well and so my my workload for sewing has stayed, but I also had those, you know, the, the support of having other people to help. That's fantastic. And it must be really gratifying for you to see this business that you really just started as sort of side income in order to stay home with your kids grow into something that mm-hmm. you probably never imagined it would be. It is. And to be honest, it was, I guess it was in 2012, I took Kat Fulton's online Zen class and learned about WordPress. And that's when I guess I started seeing the greater vision for the business. I kind of up to, I think I started the business with the idea of, well, this is going to be a short term thing that I can do to make a little money. And I always just wanted to be a mom. I wanted to stay home and take care of my kids. That's what I wanted to do. But having the business now and since taking the class and just what you can do with the website these days and the online presence, the marketing, everything that you can do so much more by yourself has been so awesome. And I have absolutely loved connecting with the customer because doing wholesale, it, it was, you know, it was a business to business relationship. I didn't really have the contact with the customer and I have absolutely loved that. It's so much fun. And I'm, I'm getting more and more excited about having the business and what the potential is for it now than I probably have been ever. Well, and I have to say that you are very unique in your customer service in that you know your customers so well. I mean, not just like the field of music therapy and the people, the, what we are looking for in terms of your products, but you really make a conscious effort to connect with us personally. Um, I know that we've had lots of email, personal email correspondence ever since we first got in touch and I started using your products. And 
Um, you are so good about reaching out via social media and just always being in touch with your customers. So I think that there's just naturally a draw to you and your business. And um, it's, I want you to know how, how appreciated that is from the music therapy community. Yeah, I love it. It, it really is. I got to go to my first uh, regional conference. I've only exhibited one time it's because it was literally 30 minutes from my house. I thought I'd be a fool not to go. But I look forward to the day that I can go to national conference and go to some other things because I want to meet everybody in person now. Right. And I have a feeling that you will be very popular because everybody knows Janet Stevens and <laughs> um, her wonderful product. I love to hear that. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So talk a little bit more about how you fit everything in the day because not only are you running this business and connecting with your customers and fulfilling orders, but you're also homeschooling your children. Well, um, for the last few years, I pretty much get up at four every morning. And of course, that does fluctuate a little, but that's my goal time. I get a lot done from four to seven, four to eight. And we usually, the kids, the kids get up and they'll do their morning chores and get breakfast and everything going. Then we will do our school and nine to 12 and then the, have lunch. And the little kids, usually they have quiet time and nap time in the afternoon. The older kids, most of their schoolwork, there's not much that they need me to do other than checking it, of course, now. But the other thing that, and then I do a lot of sewing in the afternoon. And um, the other thing, you know, talking about having more children right now, if you think about doing something like that, having two younger children, it's not really feasible. And 10, even five years ago, for me to do what I'm doing in the business now would have been more difficult. I really, my older children do help a lot. And they're in some ways personal assistance because they play with the kids and, um, you know, it just, it, all seems to flow and mesh, work together. So you just had a baby a few months ago. How old is your youngest? She is four months old. She's four months old. And I have to tell the listeners mm -hmm. that um, I sent Janet an email and she wrote me back and she answered my question. And then she said, oh, by the way, my daughter was born today. And I wrote her back and I said, what are you doing <laughs> on your email? <laughs> Like I felt so terrible. Was it today or was it the next day? It was it was one of the two. Okay. Maybe maybe it was the next day. Maybe you did take like one day off. But uh, I think that speaks to the passion that you have for what you do. And um I know I can't really talk because I was answering emails the day after my daughter was born in May. But um but you said in your email you said Oh, you know, no worries. Life keeps on going, you know, no matter what you're you're doing, yeah. life keeps on rolling. And that's the truth, but you know, when when you are so passionate about your work, it's it doesn't feel like work to you. If you didn't I just I've had a smartphone now for a year and a half. I wouldn't have done that if I didn't have my phone in my hand, you know. I think it's changed. You don't to get up and go to a computer and do something, which it's a good thing. I mean, my smartphone has really helped me, but I also think you have to be really careful because it obviously can be, it can become an addiction checking your email or your orders or what's going on. And so there's that balance that has to come in with, you know, personally and just family life, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I agree that it can become an addiction and 
sometimes technology just makes it too easy. And even if you do love what you do so much, you know, you do need to take a step back and spend that quality time with your family. So what are some ways that you unwind and, and have that quality time with them? Really, it comes down to being intentional for me. I really try to intentionally, I used to do it every week. I'd have special time with each of the kids. But as I've had children, I have a goal of having at least two times a month that I have, especially with the older ones, that I take the time to have special. I have more one-on-one time with the younger kids you know, on a daily basis. But to be intentional about the relationships and taking the time to just, hey, what game do you want to play? Let's go do it. Or sometimes do a family activity together. But that's something that's really important and just you know I'm home I mean my business is run from my home so even if I'm working or doing something for the most part my sewing is just it's rote I can just do it and they can be in here and we listen to you know audiobooks or different things together so that's really just taking making the most of the time that we have and and being focused about it not just letting Weeks and weeks go by that, oh, I haven't done this and I want to, you know. Yeah, yeah. It, it seems like you figured out a really good system for getting everything done and having that quality time. Are there challenges that you've run into or things that you still sort of struggle with to an extent? Oh, always. I think we always are changing and growing. And, you know, what works now for a few months is going to change and always just being open and flexible. I think my biggest struggle is, and I've learned a lot in the last few years, um, but just to, I guess I've gotten better at, I can set my goal for the day. As the business was starting to grow and I was starting to get more busy, I had a, a time in there where I would be more stressed. Like, oh, I have all this work I have to get done. And you know, if you're stressed, that comes out to the children and it's just, it's not good. The whole whole house and family is stressed. So I have more of a calmness and just, okay, I get done today. Well, everything fell apart and something crazy, somebody's sick or something happened. It's okay. It'll get, it all gets done, you know? Right. Somehow everything always works out and gets done. So just have more of that calmness, I think. And also if we're, if I'm getting to the point where I can tell I'm getting stressed and my kids are getting stressed, if I, if I can, it's just good to just stop and then we just all take a break and do something fun together, you know, um, play a game or go for a walk or do something that's just fun and some people call it tying heartstrings or just making those moments together that kind of doing it for, you know, if we're all frustrated and stressed with each other, it doesn't work very well. Right. So what is your big picture um, look like for you with Bear Paw Creek and what, what is your ideal situation as far as your business goes? Yeah, interesting that you asked that. Um, it has changed and grown so much in the last few years and I can honestly say in the past I kind of always had this mindset, well eventually everybody's going to have the stretchy bands and have the movement props. Nobody's going to need it. The market, there won't be a market for it. It kind of reminds me of Christmas trees. Every year, I think, you would think that eventually you wouldn't have to sell any more Christmas trees at Christmas because everybody would have one. Right. But I guess I've learned that there is a, a market and demand forum, and I'm just seeing that there's a great potential. And I, I have a list 
very long of product ideas and things that I like to do and make. And I really get excited about um, stuff. I mean, all of our products have come from, it started with a sister. Hey, I, I have this idea. What can you do with it? And we worked it out or changed it. And all of my products have come from that. Somebody would say, hey, I like this. Could you do this? Um, you know, balloon balls are one of those things that I had made for a gift for somebody one time. And then I thought, oh, well, other people probably like this because I love it. You can deflate it, pack it, go, and you don't have to carry a big ball with you. Um, and I was displaying those at a local little, it was a Maggie Mays tea room in a local city here. They have a fall Christmas expo that I was at this last fall. And a customer said, oh, you shouldn't make those into a watermelon. And I thought, I'll be so much fun. So this summer we made one and I made a pumpkin one. It's just from people saying, why don't you try this, you know? Right. Well, it seems like your customer base is also probably your biggest inspiration base because you've made it so that it's so easy to communicate with you and give you feedback that I'm sure you're getting those ideas from people all the time because you've cultivated those relationships. I, it is so much fun to get connected with people. And there's, you know, you've written songs for the products. I have a couple other people that have done that or have it in the works. And just to be able to share with people what works for them. And I think that that's, it's such a beautiful thing when we can all share with each other and learn. And if it benefits you and your clientele or whoever else, I just... I don't know, makes a happy world, I guess. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think that's great. So what are some things that you do for yourself? And when I say that, I don't mean your family or your kids or your business, but just for you as a form of self-care. My self-care really is taking the time to be with the kids and go for walks or go fishing or go to the lake or do something. That's honestly what I love to do. And on top of that, also, um, we haven't been able to do it as much in the last few months, but having, I host get-togethers at least once a month, we would do most together, and just to be around friends and, you know, our kids getting to play together and having that time with other women has always been uh, good for me, too. Very nice, very nice. So what kind of advice would you give to other people, um, namely business owners, people with multiple children, that maybe do struggle a little bit with wearing all of those different hats at once? Honestly, I think you have to take every day and sometimes every moment at a time. And, you know, we're only given this day and we don't have guarantees for the next day. Uh, Well, thank you very much. It was an honor of what we have. And to realize that I do enjoy my business and the sewing, but it is, it is what it is. And if it, can't get what I think I need to get done that day, then it's okay. And always, I think, be open and willing to change and see, try new things, you know. Uh, There's just, especially with schedules and different things, what works for six months, you may have to change. You can't be a slave to a scheduler set, rote thing. One of the things my friends and I always talk about is sometimes I feel like we're just hurting our children and you know like with a cow poke you're just prodding them along and do this and do that no you got to go we have to do this and that's not very fun for anybody so that's really big advice I guess is just to realize that the things we're going to get done and try to enjoy what you can and you know we all have to work and make a living and 
figuring out how in your life you can still have the quality time that you need to have with the people you love. Yeah, I think that is such important advice because I know that for myself as a business owner, we can so easily get bogged down in all that minutiae and just those little detail things that in the moment can seem so huge and important. But really, when you take a step back, it's like, come on, what's more important, answering this email immediately or, you know, being present for your children? It's just those things that pop up from minute to minute, day to day that you really have to just keep reminding yourself of that bigger picture. And that's something that I really admire about you is that you do have a bigger picture view and um, and that's something that I am always striving for. So I find a lot of inspiration in that. Yeah, it is. The big picture is pretty important to keep to keep at the forefront, I think. Yeah, absolutely. So Janet, do you have any projects or news that you'd like to share? Well, actually, I made a special landing page. If you go to bearpawcreek.com backslash granola, uh, there is a, if you sign up, you will get my favorite granola recipe just because I thought it would be fun. I love it. <laughs> I don't play guitar, but you know, my granola recipe is really good. Perfect. Awesome. <laughs> and uh, also, uh, one of the things that I actually, I think I have maybe 12 in stock right now, but oh, it was back, I guess, 2008. I worked with the Wisconsin Chapter of Music Therapy and helped. They did a fundraiser and they made this tote bag that has an embroidered pocket that says music therapy makes a difference. And so ever since then, I've wanted to make some bags to sell because I think that, you know, bags are very useful, of course. So I finally got some done with that pocket. Um, so I'm going to give one of those away and I'll, I'll do the drawing on September 15th. Uh, one person from whoever signs up. Oh, awesome. Thank you for doing that. Yeah, and the other thing is I have I think I have to still do a, a post about it, but I'm going to take all the pro- 5% of the proceeds of the sales of that tote bag are going to go back to the Wisconsin Chapter Music Therapy. That's wonderful. Well, I know the music therapy community as a whole is so appreciative of all that you've done for us and all that you've done to make us better therapists. I know that um, the stretchy bands and the balloon ball and your bean bags are some of the things that I use the most. And I don't know if I've ever told you this, but the song that I wrote for the stretchy bands, which is moving in the circle, that is Mm -hmm. one of my best selling songs over at listen and learn. So I know that lots and lots and lots of people are getting some great use out of your stretchy bands. Yeah, and that's awesome because for so many, you know, people would always say, well, what do you do? Or And I try to explain it. And if you're not a music therapist or you don't use it, the whole concept has always been kind of tricky. So having that song and the videos and things like that for the look has been such a huge, so many people have appreciated it. And um, yours was the first one wrote specifically for it. So that was very exciting. Oh, cool. Well, I know that every time we introduce the stretchy band at a new group or a new class and the parents see it, they're like, what is that? And what are we going to do with that? (laughs) And then when they see it in action, they're like, oh, that's amazing. I want one of these. And, um, and the kids just absolutely go crazy over it. And there's so many ways that you can, that you can use it. Yes. It's awesome. And the other thing too, is the, um, we just started a Facebook insiders group. So hopefully I'm, I'm really hoping it'll become a community where people can share how they're using the products and inspire each other. And then 
uh, one of the things I'd like to also just have talking about product development and things is sometimes just to have feedback because I there's you know some people like to have a tote bag that has a zippered closure and a don't or just different things that people would find useful I'd like to be able to sometimes ask hey what, what would you like to see in a bag and then maybe even give um, samples of to, to test the products so that I can get feedback on them so yeah I love your insiders group I'm a part of it too and of course, as music therapists, we're always looking for ways to keep our activities and our interventions fresh. So it's nice to have that feedback from other people and also, you know, be able to communicate with you right there and, and give you suggestions and have you give us suggestions for things that you envision for your products. Yeah. And have you got to use the connect bands very much? Have you liked those? You know, I haven't used the connect bands as much just because I feel like you need a little bit bigger of a group in order to really make them super effective. Right. But whenever we do pull them out, the kids think that they're so fun because they each get, you know, their own little mm-hmm. stretchy band to, to grab onto. So that's definitely something that we're going to be using more with our um, a little bit older classes that we're starting this actually next week. Um, cool. so yeah, so I'll definitely keep you posted on, on how the, the connective bands go. Cause that's such a fun, um, adaptation of stretchy bands and just another way to, to make it even more, um, versatile. Yeah. The thing I've loved about those, uh, just for the customers, so many, they have big groups and they have small groups. So it's been great for people to have the option of having two sections and then they could buckle them up for even more, you know, right. it's been fun. Right. We were just showing our new music therapist last week how the connected bands work. And she was like, oh, my gosh, these are so cool. And she actually actually um, used to work for West Music. And she said, oh, I've seen all oh, cool. of these products before. But, um, you know, to see them in action and to actually be able to use them, you know, in our in our sessions is really exciting. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Janet, do you have any other favorite products, books, or resources for either motherhood or um, music therapy or business ownership or any of the above? Business-wise, there is so much great information out there that you can probably get overload. But one of my favorite, which it seems crazy, is I really like Jamie Tardy's Eventual Millionaire. I really enjoy listening to her interviews and have learned a lot from just listening I love listening to people's stories and I listen to a lot of podcasts and different things when I'm working. It's, that's also one of my self care things. Really. I enjoy, I get books from the library, audiobooks, but also just listening to interviews and I listen to uh, family talk and focus on the family in the morning sometimes. And that's, I love that. You know, is that a podcast? The eventual millionaire? It is a podcast. You can listen as a podcast or you can also watch the video interviews. Oh, neat. I have not seen that one, so I'll have to add it to my list because I'm also a podcast junkie and (laughs) I I have so many that every week I look forward to seeing that little icon pop up that there's a new episode, so. Yeah, there's just, I just love, I love people and their stories, so it's so fun to get to, I think, technology today, what we can hear and listen it's it's pretty amazing oh I agree I agree and it's perfect for those times like you said where you're doing something where you don't have to put a whole lot of thought into it and you can just kind of let your mind listen and while you're doing something else so it's yeah pretty great 
awesome. It is. Janet, thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast and sharing your story and also for just being such a wonderful resource for music therapists. Well, thank you very much. It was an honor. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to send Janet a message, you can contact her via bearpawcreek.com slash granola. Would you like to be a guest on the show? Let me know. Get in touch and find the show notes for this episode at guitarsandgranolabars.com. And I would so appreciate if you would take just a minute to rate and review the show on iTunes so that it reaches even more listeners. I'll talk to you again next week.